Michelle, on with me now, is someone who can talk to us intelligently about what is under attack, what we stand to lose, and why it's under attack. Introduce our next guest to the audience. Oh, yes, Dale. He's, this is a first-time interview, but I can guarantee we're going to ask him back all the time. He's a constitutional law attorney, author, and candidate for the U.S. Senate in the great state of Virginia. He is known, so he was at the FCC and the FDA, and at the, he sued the FDA more times and won than anybody else. A good friend of yours, Ron Paul, has specifically pointed out that all freedom-loving Americans are in debt to Jonathan E. Mord for his courtroom victories, and he calls him a hero of the health and freedom revolution. He is also, Jonathan E. Mord is also known by this handle, the FDA Dragon Slayer, because on our behalf, CL, he slew dragons. And again, he is running for Senate in the great state of Virginia. I'm, I think he's opposing uh, a person we're not very fond of, Tim Kaine. Oh, His yeah. website is emordforva.com. That's E-M-O-R-D for va.com. C.L. Bryan, I give you our new friend, Jonathan Emord. Jonathan, welcome aboard uh, the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State Talk Radio, across the Fruited Plains and around the globe. And it's always good to have you on the show. Uh, Jonathan, when we talk about the assault uh, on uh, our, our Constitution, and you're looking at it from a frame of FDA where uh, you have served. Uh, give us an idea of what uh, Americans are facing with this, this type of assault against our, our, the foundational principles of the nation. Talk to us. Well, Americans need to understand that three-quarters of all federal law is not the product of those they elect, but rather the product of the unelected heads of bureaucratic agencies who are largely unaccountable to the courts and the Congress and the American people. We have lost our republic, and in place of it, we now have a bureaucratic oligarchy. And this is a a system, a, a systemic change in government that is antithetical or against what the founding fathers intended for this country. So under Article I, Section 1 of the Constitution, called the Vesting Clause, Congress is supposed to be exclusively the source of law. But as I say, three-quarters of all federal law is not made by Congress, but is made by the agencies. And these agencies operate outside of the strictures of the Constitution. The Constitution was designed to ensure protections for your rights as individuals. And what has happened instead is that you are presumed guilty before the regulatory state until you prove yourself innocent. And you can virtually never prove yourself innocent before regulatory agencies because the uh, cards are stacked against you because in all honesty it's a kangaroo court environment you don't have a right to a jury trial you don't have a right of discovery against the government the government can use general warrants and demand any information from you it wishes in violation of the fourth amendment and the list can go on and on but as we watch this socialist resurgence which threatens the very core values of our country and this mass movement to indoctrinate youth in socialism and 
and tell them, make them insecure about their own genders and do all of these things to wreck the basic unit of society, the family. All of this is part and parcel of a bigger movement to replace individual liberty with Marxism. Wow. Let me ask you this then, Jonathan, when we look at uh, the design, and, and it certainly appears to be a design, where, who are the designers of uh, this attempted takedown of our foundations of this nation? Who are they? Of course, they're socialists. Of course, they're Marxists. But are there any, is there anyone who's identifiable in uh, uh, this design that yet you can point out to us? Yes, so um, this is not something new. A lot of people think this is new. It is not new. Actually, the foundation of this came in the antebellum South. In the antebellum South, believe it or not, they rejected Thomas Jefferson. The, the intellectual leadership of the Confederacy rejected Thomas Jefferson, condemned him, and the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, and replaced it with Friedrich Hegel's collectivism. Hegel was Marx's teacher. That philosophy after the Civil War became the prominent philosophy, despite the, the, uh, the amendments to abolish slavery, the 13th Amendment, and uh, became the raging passion in academia. They replaced classical education during the Industrial Revolution of the post 1865 period with Hegelian collectivism and and the the effect was devastating on academia and then they mimicked the German regulatory state which was the rage in the United States to defeat the Constitution's limits on power expressly and it is in that regulatory state that these socialists found a haven and they have been there since, and now within in 2020, for the first time in American history, within one day of one another, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer announced that if Bernie Sanders, a Democrat socialist, actually a socialist, communist really, was the party's nominee for the Democrat Party, they would endorse him, and that they endorsed his platform. Now, while the party chose Biden, the platform remained the same, and Biden adopted himself to that platform and is now the principal proponent wow. of communism in the United States. Let me that that is that I'm telling you, folks, that is absolutely on par because you see it happening. The China, the communist Chinese. We're gonna have Gordon Chang on here in just a, a few minutes, and uh, what Jonathan is saying is absolutely on par. Uh, with what you are, your lying eyes are showing you. Uh, you mentioned the Civil War, and 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 what many people uh, fail to see is that uh, there's there, there's as you mentioned centralized government, uh, states' rights. Is that also uh, an issue that people are, are are missing here in this equation, in this discussion in America today? The the, the idea of a state being sovereign. Uh, where has that gone? Well, of course, we have uh, built into the Constitution a system of federalism. Uh, the powers of the federal government are delegated expressly in the Constitution, and they're limited. 
all the remaining powers of the, as the Ninth and Tenth Amendments establish, powers and rights, are reserved to the people in the states. And that is intentional to create this division. It was not just that the Constitution limited power within the government of the, of the federal government, but we also have a break or a limit on federal power with the states. And what has happened is that the states have increasingly been rendered mere functionaries of the federal government through unfunded mandates and through just brute force, as was the case during the, this recent COVID era when the president, the CDC, uh, used censorship, uh, as the Twitter files make clear, to block out all forms of, of dissent from the vaccine and all forms of early treatment that were, would compete with the idea of a vaccination as being the end-all, be-all. Had we gone the route of freedom, had we allowed open and free market discussions of uh, potential means by which to treat the disease and to mitigate its effects, I'm confident that we would have substantially fewer than over 1.1 million people uh, dead from COVID. Well, so was COVID then used as a tool to further the uh, strong stranglehold of uh, a, a, a big government as far as that's concerned? Uh, it, it does appear that certain things, elements are coming to light that show us that this was indeed a design uh, to corral the American people and, in, in fact, hurt the American economy. Was COVID used purposely, in, in your estimation, for that purpose? Without question, and indeed the very start of it now, and I, I don't want to swear at your audience, but I will use a swear word, Anthony Fauci. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Fauci is the greatest betrayer of the United States in our history, far, far worse than Benedict Arnold. He bears the responsibility of one, over 1.1 million deaths of Americans and countless deaths worldwide because it was his gain-of-function research, his willingness to put the whole world at risk and to give our arch enemy the means to make a bioweapon. Uh, in, in the last analysis, remember that what Anthony Fauci started there ended up becoming a, uh, a lab leak, yes, in Wuhan, but notice that they blocked off Wuhan, that is, people from transporting themselves out of that province to the rest of China, but they left international flights open intentionally. That's when they weaponized this virus. Notice the, the Wuhan lab was actually a bioweapons lab, as the Beijing Institute of Virology is as well, all under the PLA, all under the, the People's Liberation Army and the CCP, the Communist Party of China. And so it is outrageous in the extreme that functionaries within the government, and particularly Anthony Fauci, colluded with an enemy of the United States in this dangerous research that resulted in a pandemic that killed so many people worldwide. He is to blame for that. He, he must account for that. It, the fact that he's out of government should not stop us in our enthusiasm of holding him to account and ultimately helping him understand what, it's, what prison life is like. I, you know what, uh, as far as Fauci is concerned, uh, I've turned him over into the hands of whoever, uh, into the hands of the Lord, as far as that's concerned, because he, in, in my estimation, did in fact do exactly what you have 
described. And the American people, you better stand as wake up, stand up and push back against uh, this onslaught against your uh, liberties and your freedoms. Two different things that talked to you about it many, many times, but you're losing them both and uh, the right to them both. And you're handing it over to the heavy hand of big government. And all of us are feeling it uh, around our, our, our throats. Now, when we look at the effect of that on the office of the presidency, and when you look at a, a seemingly co-conspirator uh, in taking down our nation, how in the world did we wind up with a, how did they wind up with a Joe Biden uh, figurehead leading that charge with an inept uh, Kamala Harris uh, in, in, in his uh, pocket, back pocket as a, as a, as a second. How, how ridiculous, uh, what ridiculous place did we go to in this country to allow such uh, a figurehead to be in the office of the president? Talk to us. It's been a, a major tragedy. Uh, this is really, we are within a couple of years of seeing a what they refer to as a transformational change, a fundamental change in America, such that our liberties will be at stake as never before. We've witnessed those liberties be put at stake during the COVID era, and we've watched it now uh, become such a, a major threat for government to take over the entire economy. When you use climate change as a Trojan horse to deliver a socialist economy to the United States, to crush the fossil fuel backbone of this country, to make us incapable of defending ourselves as a result, having no national security because of an open border policy. All of these things are intentional. What do they do? They attack Americans' lives, liberty, and property. What is Joe Biden? He's a patsy for all of this. He may have a cognitive uh, uh, lack of awareness and uh, suffering from uh, advanced dementia, but he's the perfect stooge to deliver this because he's not answering to the media. He won't because he has uh, apparatus in place that is far left and is doing the bidding of people like Schumer and Pelosi and uh, the radical elements of the party, which are themselves feeding right into the playbook of the communist Chinese and, and all of our enemies worldwide. Uh, their failure to defend Americans' rights and interests around the world is leading us to the most precarious epic in American history because we are crushing ourselves from within. You know, Abraham Lincoln uh, prophetically said in 1838 something that applies to us uh, very much now. He said that if destruction be our lot, we must be its author and finisher. He said, as freemen, we will live for all time or die by suicide. And it is precisely that risk of dying by suicide which we now face. We cannot uh, exist as a nation when we have upwards of 20 million people illegally in our country having never been vetted as to what their intentions are. With terrorists coming in, drug traffickers, sex traffickers, over 130,000 uh, people last year died from fentanyl overdoses, and that number is going to climb by some 60% this year. No control to defend Americans' lives, liberty, and property. 
ample interest in bending over backwards to allow anyone who has nefarious interests to come into our country and do it ill. When uh, when you when you mentioned that, Jonathan, Soros, when you mentioned that, Jonathan, the Democratic I, I, Party has sold its soul mm-hmm. to uh, achieve power to the far left, to the, the radical Marxist element in society, and they've expanded it massively such that we now have in people infiltrating all institutions education uh the military state government these people mean to destroy us and we are allowing it to happen who is derelict in the duty of defending our border that too is joe biden and that administration and what effect does that dereliction of duty have on American citizens? I see American citizens complaining all the time. Uh, I travel the country a lot, and uh, I see American citizens complaining all the time about uh, doctor's appointments they cannot get, but yet the hospitals are full uh, with people who quite possibly may not be American citizens. Uh, What effect does this dereliction of duty to defend our nation what what's the long term effect? And, and you, you mentioned a couple of years. We have a couple of years to correct this. Talk to us more about that. Expand upon it. All right. So when you combine the fact this is this is all, in, you know, you can't mistakenly leave your borders open and allow people in who commit acts of rape and murder and engage in gang activity and dramatically increase crime all over the country and, and invite drug trafficking and sex trafficking. You can't invite these destructive elements into your country in such large numbers and not have it be an intentional thing. When you take no action to defend American interests, in fact, you back the over 76 Soros-backed prosecutors, anti-incarceration prosecutors, at the same time that you leave our borders open to terrorists, to a massive influx in Chinese nationals coming through, no doubt, uh, a good percentage, if not all of them, interested in supporting the, the mother country with espionage here. I mean, when you allow these destructive elements in and you have an anti-incarceration agenda embracing over 75% of the American population, because 76-plus Soros-backed prosecutors are now in urban uh, areas across the country, not uh, prosecuting crime, you destroy the country. You destroy the criminal justice system. You make everyone's lives more precarious. You make the lives and liberties of Americans precarious. You make their property put into jeopardy. And you make it impossible for people to maintain their normal economic and social interactions because they are perpetually in a state of fear and defense against this influx of criminality. Imagine this goes on for another two years. Imagine instead of some 20 million illegal entrants into the United States, we get upwards of 50 million. We have 350 plus million people in the United States. Can you imagine a quarter of that population being here illegally, never having pledged allegiance to the United States, never having gone through a vetting process in which they can be established to not have criminal ties or not be agents of a foreign power. This is implosion of the greatest, the last best hope for freedom on earth, intentionally brought about by an administration and by those psychophants and supporters like 
Tim Kaine, my opponent in Virginia, who votes for everything that Biden asks him to vote for. The, and, and, you know, you add to that uh, uh, over $11 trillion pumped into the economy within one year, the largest influx of federal cash into the marketplace, causing rampant inflation. You add to that the whole climate change agenda, which is, again, designed to destroy the, the backbone of the American economy, fossil fuels, and to ensure that we have unreliable, intermittent energy that occupies some 50% of the land mass of the United States. All of this is, is not just a dystopian nightmare. It's a real event that promises the ruination of the greatest nation on earth. And I'm serious. This is why I'm running for the United States Senate. I mean to stop this. I'm going to use everything in my power to lead a movement nationally to put an end to this raging fire, which is destroying everything that we hold dear as Americans. The vast majority of Americans don't buy into this. It's been imposed upon them. Tell everybody... Tell everybody how they, if they're so inclined to help you. And I tell you what, friends, I believe that you should. But tell everybody how they can help you in your effort to become senator. Well, thank you so much. Well, emord4va.com is the website. And there you can join our movement. You can donate to the cause, which would be greatly appreciated. It is essential for us, for I'm not a politician. I'm a constitutional lawyer who's fought the government, came in during the Reagan administration at the FCC, have loved my country my whole life, and am willing to do whatever is necessary to save it. I'm not going to sit back and allow what, what President Reagan told us uh, uh, as, as a fear of what might happen. He said that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We did not pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It has to be fought for and protected and passed on to our children. Or there will come a day when we will have to tell our children and our children's children what it was once like in America to be free. Wow. I don't want that eventuality. And I think Reagan was right on it. And we need more common sense that Reagan brought to Washington, back in Washington, but we need a with a vengeance to reverse the socialist resurgence and to reestablish constitutional limits on government power, cut spending, open up the free market, let's uh, become energy independent again. There's so much to be done. At the end, there are three things that we have to remember. Bear them in mind. Safety, security, and individual sovereignty. These three things are all at stake. If we let our country go another two or three years with this nonsense, each one of those things, each one of those words that I just mentioned are going to be things that are seared into your mind because every day you will have to worry about the safety of your family and your children, the security of your country, and where your rights have gone the freedom that has been taken away, the loss of individual sovereignty. Those are the things that I'm going to fight for. We are going to save our country. We have to do it together. But well we said. can do this. 
Well said, well said, well said. God bless and God keep you, man, is my uh, Michelle. We must have him back on here uh, shortly. Uh, yeah, you got the right stuff. And I want to tell everybody about it. Uh, God bless you and keep you, Jonathan. And, and we look forward to seeing you again. Give that website out one more time for all of us. Emord4VA.com Emord4VA.com Go there. Hey, it's worth it. It's worth it for the republic. I'll talk to you soon, Jonathan.